What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Speak On It podcast with K. Sam. On today's episode, I want to talk about the youth in today's society. Uh, I have a video that's been going viral. Well, it happened back in April, uh, but I'm just getting around to it to uh, break it down. So I want to take this episode to talk about the youth in today's society, uh, more specifically, the incident that took place in Syracuse, New York. Uh, so again, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Speak On It podcast. Here on the Speak On It podcast, we have a motto, and the motto is we are not trying to change the entire world, but change the heart of one person at a time. Uh, welcome back again, man. I I know I've been putting out episodes here and there, but I promise y'all I'm working to, to get back on more of a consistency with uh, dropping more episodes, man. That, it's rough when you're rough when you have a newborn. They wasn't lying when they was talking about sleeping time. Uh, I know I kind of touched base on that on last episode, but man, it's been rough. It's been rough. So, with that being said, I just want to thank all my listeners again uh, for tuning in uh, to today's episode. So, to get into the episode, um, I want to discuss an incident that took place. I think it was April, like middle of April. I think like April twentieth. Uh, that took place in Syracuse, New York, where a video, cell phone video, of course, uh, went viral where it shows an eight-year-old being being dealt with by law enforcement officers, all because he was accused of stealing a bag of chips. So in the video, you see officers putting, uh, trying to escort the little boy into the into the rear of the uh, the patrol unit. And of course, as every, as every uh, I'm assuming every every young child would respond they scared so he's crying he's kicking you know it's kind of a little resistant into walking um into walking towards the the unit and the officers just trying to escort him you know kind of kind of trying to make him go towards the unit and where the cell phone video starts of course in in the middle of the incident um it, it shows it starts right there and the guy recording it just start screaming at the officers you know what are y'all doing to him he's a kid let him go you know all that for a bag of a bag of chips so it it took off it went viral got a lot of people upset because of the kid was eight years old uh and being dealt with by police uh more so of course he was a black a black kid so of course the race get thrown into there but just kind of read a little a little uh synopsis of of the incident uh, like I said, eight-year-old being placed in the in the rear of a cop car was not handcuffed, was not arrested or charged with the incident um, of stealing the chips. But they placed him in the back of the cop car, took him to his dad, explained to the dad what happened, why they came in contact with him, why they brought him home. Uh, I have a body cam video that I'm gonna let uh, let y'all listen to, where the officers explain to the father what happened. The father does good good parenting uh, and discipline 
the the kids by explaining to them what they done wrong, whatever. Uh, you know, fussed at them as a, as a parent should, and then everybody part ways. All is well. Well, apparently the father then sees the cell phone video, sees how his son is screaming and and uh, is is so scared. And now the father goes on the news and wants to file a complaint because after seeing that video, uh, he's saying that they treated his son like a criminal, uh, like he was a murderer, uh, and, and they just they just mishandled his son. And, and somebody somebody needs to uh, answer for this. And I have another uh, news story that I want us uh, that I want to let y'all listen to uh, is the Isaiah Factor uncensored. Um, out of the Fox 26 Houston News. Um, and, man, when they described this video, they made this video seem like the cops just, like, gave this little kid a beat down. They, like, skull drug him to get in the back of the cop car. Like, they make, without seeing this video and listening to how they talk about the video, man, it, it would upset you uh, until you go in and, and do your full research, as everybody should, and find the body cam video, which... I'll post I'll post the links um on onto this episode. So when you when you go on Spotify or Anchor or whatever, uh just look under the in the description and I'll post the links for y'all that I'm gonna let y'all listen to so y'all can go back and listen to it. Or should I say watch it, I'm sorry. But that's my problem is is how this video is being talked about, why this video is going viral, the actions of the man that was recording the video. The actions of the kid, the actions of police, and how everyone is downplaying the fact that this kid, in fact, did uh, commit a crime, and they just downplaying it because it was a theft of some chips. Um, I'm a firm believer of a criminal starts small. Once they start getting away with small things, they get bolder, and then and then they start trying to see. Well, let me see what else I can get with. Then now, next thing you know, this little kid becomes a criminal. Uh, because he's been getting away with stealing stuff, getting a little slap on the wrist, um, you know, just getting brought home by police or whatever the case is, and never faced any real discipline for his actions. And then that's how we have uh, the problems in today's society, especially with uh, with the youth and the juveniles in our communities and wonder why kids are the way they are. So let's get into, I'm going to let y'all listen to the cell phone video. It's kind of long, it's three minutes, but we go just listen to like a minute or so. Just kind of give y'all an idea of, of how it sounds and what's going on. But like I said, I'll post the links to this on the YouTube, uh, from the YouTube pages that I found them on. And we'll go from there. So let's take a listen. What is y'all doing? What is y'all doing? Yeah. Hey, he look like a baby to me. Why you? Why you? That's what I'm doing. I don't know what you're That's doing. Exactly I just see you snatching my part. So what? So what's going on then? You're stealing stuff. If you break into your house, you steal something. Nah, you man. What is that? A bag of chips? So y'all treat me like a whole cold killer? Keep, keep, keep walking, dude. You don't even know what you're talking about. Keep walking, dude. I know what I just came up and see. I know the f I just came up and see. Okay, what'd you see? I see y'all snatching him up the bike like you're man. And he said it wasn't him. What is y'all talking about, man? That's against the law. What is y'all doing? What is y'all doing? Take chips. If you stole some chips, I'll pay for them. I'll pay for them. You don't even know where he lives. Y'all just throwing him in the car. That's what they do. They come here. What is y'all doing? Leave him alone. That's all we can do. He a kid. Let him go. Y'all got the 
trips. Leave him alone. Straight up. Broke up the trip. Straight up. Before all y'all get fired. Who is his mother? Who is mother in Who is mother in Who is mother? Y'all even know that boy. Listen to me. Let me explain something. Man, listen, man. Let me explain something. Let me hear. These kids have been stealing. Okay, Why are you yelling? We're talking shit. Okay, but when there's no discipline, nothing happens. We're talking shit. Oh, all right. So, as y'all heard that, you know, just hearing that, you could just imagine that that whole scene was hectic. That people was everywhere, and, like, they literally, like, forcing this kid in the car and... They just being so rough with this kid and manhandling this kid. So on this video is one officer dealing with this one kid. One officer, like, is the only one that has his hands on this kid. Yes, they have other officers around, but one officer is dealing, dealing with this kid. Not a problem. Uh, of course, like I said earlier, the kid is being a kid. I know when I was a kid and I was getting in trouble, whether it was by, uh, you know, an adult or in school or... I never really had dealings with, with law enforcement, but I could just about imagine as a kid, when you know you about to get in trouble, the first thing you start doing is crying because you know something is about to back then, you know that belt was coming. You know you was about to get a a whipping. So you instantly start crying before anybody even touch you. Um, but then if you had to be dealt with law enforcement, you knew you was in big trouble. Back when I was growing up, you knew you was for sure in big trouble if you had to get if you had to deal with the with the uh, with the police. Um, so I could just about imagine the fear that's in this kid, only because he know he got he got caught doing something that he know better he uh, better than doing. But here we have it was so it was two adults that were screaming at the cops. Um, so right at the end, you could you could hear one cop trying to take the time and explain to them what is going on. But the person um, that wasn't, that was off camera the other adult who was yelling and screaming at the cops, obviously wouldn't let him take the time out and explain exactly what was going on. So let's start with, I want to start with the breakdown of the man recording the video, the, uh, the initial guy that you can mainly hear in the video. So my issues with him is one, him screaming and and yelling at the at the cops will not make anything no better. The kids screaming and crying, and then he comes up, or him and multiple multiple adults come up, screaming and yelling at at the police. And then what that essentially creates is the police to yell back at them. Uh, so now you just have everybody. You have a kid screaming and crying. You have other kids out there that screaming it wasn't him, and. They probably upset and crying, and then you have adults and police officers screaming at each other. So everybody's just screaming. So now it's just creating a bigger scene, and more people are starting to come. More people are starting to come, um, and now you just have a bigger scene for something that that shouldn't even be this big. Um, but if I had to guess, all this, of course, took place because you have a black kid being dealt with uh, by white officers. Um, so here, here, of course, the race is being thrown in a situation as always. And that just infuriates me how everything has to be thrown about race. Everything is race. You know, it just can't be police and kid is everything is white police, black kid or white police, black man, black woman. You know, um, if this was a black officer dealing with a white kid, it, it wouldn't be black kid, black officer, white kid. It would just be officer and kid but 
the news media loves to spin up the race card and loves to create that that racial divide that our that that us as a country still falls for daily. Um, and here we go talking about race again. So the man screaming, which is him essentially now making a scene, but then more so. He don't know what's going on. He just walked up and, like he said, I just walked up and saw y'all snatch him off a bike, which I'm sure they didn't snatch him. Because when you when I hear the word snatch, I'm thinking, like, they yanked him off the bike where he almost fell. They tackled him off the bike. or, or You know, I'm, I'm thinking, like, it got physical. If I have to snatch somebody, like, that's, you know, that's that shows a little sign of resistance if I got to snatch you up. Um, so now you making a scene for something you don't even know what's go- what's going on. And that's just crazy to me, but that's that's what's wrong with with people uh, in our country is, and I deal with this a lot in our um, in the city I work in. The things that people need to get involved in and should be concerned about, they don't. They don't have. They don't want nothing to do with it. But the stuff that doesn't have nothing to do with them, oh boy, is my mess. Now, is my mess is my business, and it's just crazy. So. I'm not faulting the guy for stopping and watching and make sure everything was cool with the kid, but he could approach that in a whole different manner that wouldn't have created all this, all this commotion. But now here we go. He, all he, I'm sure all he thinking about, yeah, let me get this on video. All right, cool. Nothing wrong with that video. If something goes bad, bam, you got it. You got proof, you know, body cameras, whatever you got yourself on video. Beautiful. Um, you you know you could you could ultimately change the game of 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 what what may happen, uh, not faulting you at all for that. But to come up and initially just start yelling at the officers, what are y'all doing? Let him go. Um, then he was like, "Let him go, and I'll bring him home, sir." What? What world do you live in? That's not how that's not how policing works. Like we just can't let somebody commit a crime, um, and just oh look. Here's a responsible adult. Bye. You could go. There you go, kid. And then who's to say you go do something or something happens to that kid? You kidnap that kid. That kid never makes it home. Who's that for? Up oh, the police. Yet again, it's always the police fault. So, you know, just some of the things I highlighted that he said was uh, he wants the officers to release him. Then later on in the video, uh, they was like, call a supervisor. Uh, <laughs> they start yelling, somebody call 911 and call a supervisor on these cops. Uh, somebody call 911. Then, of course, you, you have the infamous line, you work for me. You are a public servant. You work for me. I pay your salary. Uh, what else he said? Um, oh, yeah, all this over a, over a bag of chips. That's what we're doing. Y'all treating him like he's a murderer or something. Wait, excuse me, sir. Um, you know, like I said earlier, it usually, it usually starts small crime before you get you get ballsy if i could use that word properly uh before you get before you get bold let me use that one that sounds better politically correct if you get bold to um to start trying bigger crime so here we have an eight-year-old who's being accused of, of stealing stealing um a bag of chips now when we were kids uh i'm guilty of of, of, of taking a couple things that wasn't mine uh hell, I used to steal my used to steal my grandmother bubblegum that she used to that she used to uh keep in her glove box when she was a school teacher. She used to keep that some um double bubble little little bubblegum balls in her in her glove box. And I say I'm stealing it because obviously I didn't ask her for it and then I try to hide it from her when she does get in the car. So 
if you take someone out permission, that is theft. So, you know, we I'm sure we all eventually took some that we didn't that wasn't ours or that we wasn't supposed to have or we weren't supposed to take. So but, you know, my example starts with the bubble gum. OK, I'm getting away with the bubble gum. Well, and this I didn't actually do this, but I'm just using my my bubble gum scenario of, of, of a buildup of how it could eventually builds up. Uh, then let's say, OK, I'm getting away with the bubble gum. Well, let me let me go in her purse when she's not around and take a dollar. Or let me take a quarter for for uh, my people from Louisiana. Let me let me go get a cold cup from the cold cup lady, um, or you know, and and that's how I progressively. And then as I'm getting older and I keep getting away with these things, or if I get caught and I keep getting you know my little hand slapped or I get a little punishment, um, as I get older, then I get a, I get a drive for it. You know, you you get addicted to you get addicted to it, and that's how that's how these small these small uh, little thefts turn into bigger problems then when you get an adult now now you breaking into people houses now you stealing cars now you know now you're doing whatever you got to do to steal and now people want to go back and be like well what what happened to little johnny back man johnny wasn't never like that but johnny been stealing and y'all just been giving johnny little little pats on the wrist um and letting them go because it's just with such small items a bag of chips like I'll pay for the chips to do so. That's not the principle. The principle is that he stole and he needs to be taught a lesson that stealing is not okay. You try to nip that in the bud when it's early and hopefully he learns his lesson and don't want to go through that again. So the actions of the kid, which I already touched base on, you know, the kid is being a kid. You know, he he's scared. You know, you know they have to escort him to the cop car. It wasn't in handcuffs. Uh, and I just wanted to actually put this out there. That I just read that the age of culpability, which means the age you could be uh, actually arrested for a crime in New York is 12 years old or older. Um, And that was just recently changed. And I got this from an article that was wrote uh, in 2021. So last year uh, that was actually changed from a bill that was (laughs) it is funny because this is a long time. But that was changed from a bill that that came in 1909. And that bill stated that. Uh, the 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 culpability for uh somebody to be arrested for for kids to be arrested was as young as seven years old. So from seven, uh, you commit a crime, you know that's that's worthy enough of of going to jail and getting arrested, and you you locked up. Uh, which which is crazy. And here in Texas, um, uh, it's ten years old. Uh, which you know by the age of ten, you you should know better of what you're doing. Uh, anyway. So the actions of the kid was, was I'm going to call it reasonable and as expected as a kid. You should be scared. But let's go. Let me let me spin it to go here. Parents, 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 please stop using police to scare your kids into behaving, especially in the store or let me say, especially in public. It's you are doing this kid so much um so much you, you do them more harm than the actual police when you tell your kid you better behave or that cop is going to take you to jail you better behave or that cop is going to take you uh with them you better behave or the cop is going to stop using police as an example to make your kids scared into behaving that's a parenting issue that's not a police issue we are not the parents. We are there uh, for criminal reasons 
But then you get mad when we have to deal with your child, and now your child is scared of us. Is scared of us, uh, and then that becomes that affects them in their adulthood because now I'm so scared of the police because anytime I interact with the police, they're going to take me to jail. They're going to take me to jail. No, stop using law enforcement as a scare tactic for your kids to behave. That's where issues start. Um, discipline your kid, you know, without without using us. Because I know a couple officers will. We'll call you out. If you, if you try to do that in front of me, I will take that moment to tell that kid you are a lie to your face. Because I will not take them to jail if they're... Uh, because they're misbehaving in the store. I will take them to jail if they commit a crime that's worthy of going to jail. Uh, who needs to go to jail for, for them misbehaving? The parent. Your parents need to go to jail because they don't know how to parent and they cannot make you behave. That's who should go to jail. So stop using us as bait. And as you can see, how much more passionate I got about that because, boy, that, that that just burns me. That touched me so deeply. Um, So, yeah. So I just wanted to put that out there because everybody is is making this this thing all about of how young he was. He was eight years old, eight years old, eight years old. Oh my gosh, I can't believe they they done this to to a eight year old. And just the description of how this video, this viral video, is being described. Like um, I saw one article that described this as heart wrenching. Uh, oh my gosh, this is so terrible. This is so horrific. Like they. They almost made it seem like this video should have, um, like, uh, an advisory for for a, a warning, like viewers' discretion advised. You know, graphic video footage. Like, geez, come on, people! It really wasn't that bad. So, moving along, I want to now let y'all listen to the body camera uh, when when the uh, officers brought this kid home to the to the dad, and and how they. Explain to the dad everything that happened. Uh, dad was okay with it. And so this is a, a four-minute video. I'm going to just play like a minute or so. But, again, I'll put that link in the description uh, so y'all could watch this video for yourself. So they finally get the kid in the car, get the bike in the car, uh, and they bring him, they bring him home. So it's very important that these officers dealt with this uh, with these group of kids before. They're familiar with them, familiar with the family, uh, so they knew exactly who the kid was and where to bring them. Little did the did the bystanders know, yelling and screaming, that these officers dealt with these kids and they're familiar with them. Uh, but they wasn't trying to hear that. They wasn't trying to hear none of that. They were just upset that they dealing with a, a kid and putting the kid in the back of a car. Never was in handcuffs or anything like that. Was that an example of when 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 uh, law enforcement in their neighborhood could recognize a kid and say, okay, that's, you know, that's uh Miss Debbie's son that live on 14th Street in the, in the, in that yellow house. Uh I I know exactly where he stay. You know, I'm going to bring him back to his mom, but that's called community policing. What everybody keeps keeps yelling, we need community policing. Y'all want us to be community police. Well, here's a prime example of community policing and 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 people still not happy. So it's like what else do y'all want? Um in another video I'm going to let y'all listen to uh, one of the ladies talking about the video, how how much it, it upset her. Uh, well, these officers need training. We need more. They need more training. Ma'am, excuse me. What? How about the parent need need training on how to discipline their kid, uh, so they not run around causing chaos in the neighborhood and stealing from all over the place. And the reason why I say that is because you go hear in this body cam video the 
officers going to explain to the dad that they've been getting multiple calls of the kids going all over uh, the neighborhood and stuff stealing. So everything is not the police fault. One, everything is is not training does not fix everything. Uh, and and two or three, you know, we, we need to start doing a better job of of raising, you know, helping raise other people, kids. You know, back then, well, nowadays, everybody talks about uh, it takes a village. It takes a village. Well, where's the village when you need the village? Let me say that again. Where is the village when you need the village? You know, it's like the village only want to be there when, when it's convenient for them to be there. So times like this, that's when the village needs to come around. You know, uh, they the guy recording this video had a perfect opportunity to to be a representation of the village if he would approach this situation in a lot calmer manner. And in an interview, I don't think I have it, but I read uh, in an interview, he said that how he acted um, was not in the right manner. He should have approached that in a whole different way. Uh, so kudos to him for, for going and, and recognizing um, his actions didn't help the situation. But he missed out on an opportunity to, to – uh, to make a, a great impact in a community, uh, to build a, a good relationship with the officers that was there, and to make a big impact in these uh, in this little boy's life. But uh, he failed them, uh, and I'll be the first to say he failed them um, as as the village. So let's take a listen to this body cam uh, video. Like I said, I'll only play like a minute or so, but let's just take a listen to see the interact or to hear the interaction with the dad once they brought the kids home. Here we go. The three of them are riding around the city going into stores and grabbing up stuff and running out. Steal. It was chips and drinks and whatever they want. That's what they do every day is they go to stores and they steal stuff. They steal food and snacks and drinks. and I do all the stuff. Right. Now I'm a man, I uh, work a second shift, so now I get on 2 o'clock. I need some rest. I hear you. But while I'm sleeping, resting, my wife is sick. No! Her pressure went up, she made almost two weeks in the hospital. They know that. Okay, now, who are these men? Apparently they are back now. Police? Police? You know what police for? What police for? Seven people. Huh? Seven people. Seven people. People life and people property. You know that? Eh? Okay. Now, what I've been telling you that keep away from people property. Keep away from people place. If you leave from here, go straight to the center there. Go play and come right home. When you know it, it, they get it to six o'clock. You don't take what belongs to you. It make it to be a thief. And if you steal, if I ask you, you can't tell me the truth. If I can't trust you, if anybody come and say anything about you, I will definitely believe it. I tell you this thing every day. Stay home. I got a home for you. That was that's what I want. So that was the body cam of uh, the officers bringing the kids home. And you know what? As y'all could hear at the end of it how the dad um, went into dad mode, parent mode, and explained to the kids, who are these men? Like, he didn't tell them. For yourself, who do you see? What are these men? And they said the police. Do you know what the police are for? Yes. 
and they they said it. Uh, beautiful teaching moment. Beautiful, out, outstanding parenting right there. You know what? He he deserve a round of applause for that. That was that was like A plus parenting right there. So with with that being said, I think you know I, I commend the father on how he handled that uh, once these officers brought brought them home. Like I said, after he saw the cell phone video, uh, he went back and done a news interview and said how how his kid was just mistreated, uh, how he was just, you know, such horrendous, and they treated him like he was a murderer and all this other stuff. But let me find the end of this video where the officers, where the officers are actually talking to the kids and saying how, um, and saying how, you know, they don't want to see them, uh, you know, they like talking to them, but they don't want to see them uh, in this manner where they having to deal with them for stealing. So let's take a listen to that part. When there actually starts being consequences for the stuff that you're doing, how do you think that's going to work out? Don't do jail. See, yeah. your brother knows. See, your little brother knows. Or somebody on the yeah. street's going to beat you boys up. Yeah. Or worse. Let me ask you or worse. Let me ask you You're going to throw that tire at your you face. Did somebody tell person. you guys that you guys can't get in trouble? Did you got that in your head that you can't get in trouble? You think you can't get in trouble, right? I can tell by the look on your face you think you can't get in yeah. trouble. This one's over here smirking. Yeah, see? Exactly. Okay. Right. You should do what you need to do. Okay. You should do what you need to do. I hope you get what you need to get. This, one way or another, it's going to happen. And you guys aren't going to be on the bad end of it. <laughs> that tire that went through your window, it's going to go through your face next time, I bet. Because some adults, because you're not a little kid. You're a little kid, but you're not a little kid. You got a bad mouth. You just got some anger issues. Serious anger issues. You're just a funny You're a happy little man. You're <laughs> a funny guy. Start taking after your little brother. We can let you go, but these boys need to be disciplined. So there you have that video um, of the body cam. And I, I like how those officers took the time and tried to build a relationship with the kids. Obviously, them dealing with the kids, uh, they asked the question, do y'all believe that y'all cannot get in trouble for, for, what, you, for what you're doing? Um, and apparently... One had a smirk on his face. You can't see it because the they blurred out uh, the kids, the children's face. Uh, but apparently, one had a smirk on his face, uh, and then you could you kind of hear how that kind of ticked off one of the other officers, which rightfully so. Because I'll tell y'all, man, and, and I'm sure parents understand this too. But when you're trying to take your time, you know, especially genuine time, when you're trying to be genuine in something, and 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 explain and and reach out and trying to reach out to the youth and and you know, let them hear from somebody else besides their parents, and they look at you just like, yeah, man, whatever. Like, you done? Like, you, you finished so we can get out of here? Man, that's like a big slip. I'd rather you just walk away from me or, or you just tell me, man, you, you sound stupid. Like, I'm not even listening to you. Stop wasting your time. And I'll save my breath and, and the rest of my saliva, and we will, go on, we will go on about our business. And then now, when I deal with you, whatever consequences uh, there is for your actions, well, we will just take them and we will be done with it. I'm not gonna, gonna give you that that lead way 
uh, for whatever you've done because obviously you don't care, you know. You wasn't trying to hear what I'm trying to say. So that that's the issue. Obviously those children are, are a problem at a young age. But remember, it was all over a bag of chips. A bag of chips is what we're talking about. And y- y'all heard the actions of, of how these kids uh how these kids already acting. Um so now let's 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 listen to uh this was on a news interview, so you can kinda hear the dad and then like a news reporter. So this was from uh the mm, central New York news station. Uh, where they interviewed the dad and said that the police mistreated his son. So remember, y'all heard the dad um, discipline his kids and, and taking the time and talking to them and, and and fussing at them for their actions. Well, take a listen uh, of the other version of, of, of the dad and how he felt after seeing this viral video. Here we go. <laughs> police say i have your your case officers brought his kids to their house in syracuse to talk to him and they said oh we saw your case and uh, they stood at back of chip no charges were filed but soon Wea saw this video taken by a bystander now viral on social media showing the circumstances of his interaction with syracuse police Wea says it hurt him to watch his son yelling and crying you can't treat it like that because a back of chip like he killed somebody He's not a criminal. He tells me the officers need to be held accountable for how they treated his son. Syracuse police say no force was used on the eight-year-old other than placing him into a car, and he was never put in handcuffs. The mayor's office says the officer knew the boy, and in the video, officers say he's been in trouble before. No. They went to the police door, they say uh, people never call them, say the, the case are uh, uh, causing trouble in the neighborhood. They done it to my, to my, to my child. Tomorrow, they will do the same thing to another kid. So I'm more concerned about kids in general. They shouldn't be treated like that. I asked that father if he wants to see the body camera footage of Syracuse police of what happened Sunday. He says yes. So there you'll have that version of the dad. Total different temperament from his interaction with the cops. He was so receptive to the information. Obviously, you know, he had no way to, to prove whether or not, you know, the kids really done what they said all because he sees on video his son screaming and crying uh and and doing what a kid is expected to do when they're getting in trouble now it's a problem y'all treating my kid like a criminal you know today you know for it was my kid today tomorrow it could be yours and and my kids don't steal <sighs> well what happened to god i've been using this word a lot in my in my episodes but accountability you know like even kids we we need to take time to teach kids to be accountable for their actions if if son if you stole a bag of chips first off be honest with me and we could deal with that if you stole we could deal with that it's not the end of the world uh but just know they got consequences for your actions you know so he said they treat they treated my son like a criminal well mr sir uh, i i i just want to be clear and I looked up the definition of a criminal, and that is a person who has committed a crime. If your son out here stealing, stealing is a crime, well, your son will be labeled as a criminal. Uh, let's take away the age. You know, uh, yes, 
we we should avoid as law enforcement we should avoid as as much as we can within our powers not putting kids in the system for unnecessary things you know stealing the bag of chips stealing candy you know okay let, let's try to work that out in in different manners which what they did um probably more so because he wasn't even old enough to be charged with the with the theft but even let's let's just let's just speak in in advance if he was older enough to uh to be charged with the theft you know is ways to do that okay look, i'm gonna pay for for the chips you know there you go there you go store owner uh and i'm gonna take him with me we will go to the parents house and i'm explain everything i'm not saying that's gonna always be the case that i that you know i'll do this for you but if this is my first time dealing with you you're not a known troublemaker okay everybody makes mistakes make bad decisions i'm trying to build that relationship that community that community policing relationship so here's here's how i'm gonna take advantage of my uh of this moment uh to build the relationship with you and 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 have this uh take advantage of this teaching moment and i'll pay for you i'll pay for the chips this time it, it, it's 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 crazy how now he's calling for discipline for these officers because because now he saw he saw this video and i i, I just i just don't understand how how you could just flip the switch right there all because all because you see you see your uh you know your, your kid crying uh i'm a new parent maybe i maybe i just don't understand uh stuff yet and i'm still kind of uh looking at it from the police aspect of it but like it like they said no force was used the focus seems to be on the bag of chips and not the concern of the store owner the potential pattern uh and the child himself and that's that's very true you know i i personally think again the officers handled that uh in a in a spectacular way by taking time to bring them home talk to the dad explain to him what happened giving the dad a chance in front of them to uh to choose his discipline however he chose or whatever at that time he chose a verbal discipline uh and then the cops even took a time to have a moment with the kids and then now here they are calling calling for some actions on the police officer i mean that go that goes back to uh I say goes back to but that reminds me of how nowadays parents are so quick to um i would say believe their child over adults and, and more what that brings me what what comes to mind is 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 you hear these stories i hear these stories too but how how quick parents are to believe their child and i'm gonna just use school for an example and be ready to go to school and cut up as they say they be ready to school they be ready to go to school and cut up fight everybody fight every teacher fight the principal fight whoever if their child come home and say miss johnson put her hands on me you know back then the parents my mama for sure gave my teachers permission back when teachers could uh give out spankings and principals and stuff like that she gave them permission to to discipline me if need be and of course everything has to be in a reasonable in a reasonable realm but man i remember in elementary school mr moody rest in peace to him uh highland elementary mr moody man you will get that paddle you you behave and and is worthy of a paddle, especially if you was a if you was a repeat visitor in his office, man. Mister Moody, take out that paddle, have them holes in it, and man, he'll tell you, grab grab the corner of the desk, and you hear that thing coming, <laughs> pat, 
And it wasn't obviously it it hurt, you know, it was hard as a wooden paddle, but that was a big man too. Smooth was probably like six three, but easy two forty, two fifty. He was big. Sweetheart dude. Smooth would give you a couple a couple spankings and then he'll he'll give you a hug. He will take the time to explain to you why he why he spanked you. And then he'll even send you out of his office with a candy. So that that's how it was back then. You know, now don't touch my child. You don't touch my child no matter what. And it's crazy how you see these viral videos, how these especially high school students, how they so willing to fight teachers. Like throw chairs at teachers, like fight teachers, talk to teachers any kind of way. And and it's just it's just crazy how how parents fend for that. You know, they go to war behind their child because my child don't do that. That wasn't my child. You know, my child said you you put your, you put his you put your hands on him, uh, and we we about to we about to figure this out right now. Not saying don't have your child back, don't trust your child, don't believe your child. But what I am saying, I personally feel like parents nowadays don't take time to to um, properly properly handle this situ- these situations like adults uh, and have a conversation with the teachers and see exactly what happened. Because believe it or not, children lie. Children will lie to get themselves out of trouble. Hell, adults lie to get themselves out of trouble. I'm assuming as parents, I'm not at that stage yet, but I'm assuming as parents, we always just assume our child would never lie to us. But we also forget that we were children at uh, at some point and, and we all lied to our parents before. I know I'm guilty, so I can't speak for everybody. But I'm sure we at some point in time, we told a little white lie, like they call it, to get out of some trouble. You cleaned your room? Yes, ma'am. You know, doggone well, that room not clean. And then now you taking it all down the hallway and kicking stuff under your bed and throwing it in the closet just to make your room look look clean. So that that's that's where I feel like uh, we are with our kids. That just kind of brings me into this 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 next point of how, like I touched base earlier, the the progression. Oh, before I get to that part, so it came out that that same kid that was arrested or that was brought back home for stealing a bag of chips, a couple days later was contacted by police yet again because then he shoved the kid off his bike and stole his bike. So first it was, oh, my gosh, it's all over a bag of chips. Then now, uh, I think they called it like strong on robbery or something like that. But now it escalated. It took another step further because I cause I could steal a bag of chips and stuff, and I know they could just take me home. Uh, they could just take me home and nothing will happen to me. So let me see what else I could get away with. Let me let me let me step it up and let me steal a bike. But oh, little little Jimmy is on the bike. And this kid is a little he's a little little he's a little big kid for an eight year old. Uh he's a big kid for an eight year old. So I'm sure you're like, I'll uh, take little Jimmy bike, push little Jimmy off the bike, ah, and take little Jimmy bike and and now here we are being contacted by the police yet again because now you done stole somebody's bike. Um so that's how we. That's how. It, that's how it happens. You know, next thing you know, you may still. You may still. You may decide to steal dad's car. Then he'll be like that little kid. I think that was in Florida, that that uh, stole his grandma's van and and got in a little high speed chase and stuff. I said high speed, but he obviously didn't stop from from the police for the police. And then when they called him, they was like, "What? What were you thinking? I just want to do hood rat things with my friends." That's that's how. Uh, that's how it all starts. But. This 
all starts at home. You know, parents take time to to discipline your kids when it, when discipline calls for it and take take the appropriate actions. So moving along, I got one more. Let me see. I think I got one more video that I want us to listen to. And this is from the Isaiah Factor and censored of the Fox 26 deal. Just listen to how how they describe this video. Uh, like I said, they describe the video. You you would think, oh, my gosh, this is so horrendous. So here we go. Let's take a listen. Horrible. An 80-year-old African-American boy in New York is detained by cops over allegations he stole a bag of potato chips. The video is hard to watch, especially since you can hear the boy crying out for help. My guest, just as angry as many of you out there, weigh in tonight. This is a huge piss-off factor to see this eight-year-old boy, little boy, black boy, manhandled by police officers over a bag of damn chips. Todd, let's begin with you. You said it perfectly. It's a piss-off moment. It just, it, there's no other words to describe it. It just pisses you off because in a time where there's a lot of crime going on in the country, and there's a lot of legitimate real crime going on, you focus your attention on what some people say is a $3 bag of chips. There's many ways that you could handle that. I was a child once, obviously, and I stole from stores. They told my father, my father handled that. The cops were never called and that, and I learned my lesson. And I'm really upset with some of the language the police use and they were talking to uh, the brother that was filming. They said, what if this was your house? If you break into your house, you steal something. Nah, man, what do you say, a bag of chips? Somebody broke into your house. I think as black men, we know that people of color have already got strikes against them. So we're gonna be hesitant a lot of times to call the cops. My next door neighbor had some Hispanic kids break into his house three times. It took them three times for him to uh, report them and call the cops because he knew of what type of hurdles they would face as being minorities in this country. So a lot of times when I hear police and I hear some people in the white community say, what would you do? I wouldn't do that. I would school the young man. I would tell him what's going on and I would tell him how wrong it is, but I would never involve cops. And if the cops came, they should have just chastised and told his parents and that would have been the end of it. And, and really quick, Todd, I want to piggyback on what you said. What that cop said was, what if he, that kid yeah, brings you to your house. So he's already pegged that eight-year-old little boy as a future criminal. That's the thing, bro. I've, my gosh, I my went gosh, to a mixed high school. My, I was now. My gosh, my gosh. Let's dive, let's dive into this. The Isaiah Factor Uncensored Fox 26 Houston. A, a lot. And this this is an eight-minute video. Uh, again, I'll, I'll post the link. So the first thing I want to touch base on is how the description of the video you'll think is just horrendous uh and how he made it a point to talk about race how he's a little boy how he was manhandled by the police like i said it was one officer escorting the, the kid to the to the unit of course we always got to bring race into the into the deal how we making it because he's a little boy and and just trying to make it just trying to make the police out to be such a bad a, 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 like the bad guy so going into what uh, this the, the the other guy, I think his name was Tide. There's a lot of crime, real crime going on in the city. Well, sir, let me tell you what people don't people don't realize. Uh, and we had to explain this to um, a group of individuals uh, at an apartment complex that we, uh, we went on the call the other, the other night. Cops just don't ride around looking. Well, we kind of do ride around looking to get in people business called proactive policing. Nosy cops usually make the good cops. Uh, I like to know what's going on. 
But anyway, like this incident, he said there's a lot of crime going on, going on, but they're focused on a little boy who stole a three dollar bag of chips. Well, Mr. Todd, I'm pretty sure the cops just didn't randomly show up and say, "Hmm, we have." I have a sense that that they have a, a little boy still in a three dollar bag of chips, and I need to maybe I need to start heading this way, uh, and and let me let me go prevent this this big crime of theft of a three dollar bag of chips. I'm pretty sure the store owner, if I if I recall right, was called because these kids were still in the bag of chips. So let me just kind of educate. Have an educational uh, moment right here, P- folks. When when somebody places a call to nine one one, because granted, we get a lot of calls that, like I said, police handle criminal stuff. That's what we are. But we get calls for all kind of things, loose animals. Uh, I remember I was working in, in in Louisiana. They called me about a lady called and she had a snake in the house. Uh, all right, what what you want me to do? I called my dispatcher. Said, "Uh, man, last I checked, I went to police academy, not animal control school. Man, I don't. First, I don't do snakes, so I don't. <laughs> I don't know what they want me to do for them. But you know, call animal control. Well, you got to go over there and verify. Well, obviously, it's verified because she called and said she got a snake in the house. So why, why my two eyes need to go over there and verify it with with their two eyes? That that just don't make sense. But yet, because she placed the call, I have to respond. When somebody calls 911, we have to respond. We can't pick and choose. Well, let me take that back. We can on certain occasions, supervisors. But as a patrolman, I, I can't say, ah, that don't sound like a police call. Let me go. Uh, we get calls all the time about, air quotes right here, suspicious people. Oh, they got this um, such and such guy. Race don't even matter. But they have this guy walking on the sidewalk. Uh, swinging his arms around, look like he's talking to himself. And they call in a welfare check. What, excuse me? So what? What is wrong with that? Is that a crime? Or are you trying to say something is wrong with them because they're walking and talking to themselves? I got a call. I had to stop a lady because she was walking uh, on the sidewalk with a suitcase, um, talking to herself, somebody said, and they was concerned for her. But they, was, they, were, they wasn't concerned enough to where they felt the need to stop and check on her. So they called 911. So I get there, stop. I knew it wasn't, you know, I didn't have no crime, so I wasn't about to either bother this lady, but I had to respond to the call. Uh, ma'am, you okay? We got a call that uh, that somebody was concerned about you because you was doing X, Y, Z. The lady was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like walking home or wherever she was going. She's like, yeah, I'm singing. Like I got music in my ears. And, you know, bam. All that to say, we have a call to respond to. Uh, we can only deal with what, what we know is going on. Yes, of course. Everywhere they have lots of crime going on. Can we be at at uh at all places at at uh, at the time to prevent the crime? No, sir, we cannot. They got catalytic converters being stolen across the country by the by the thousands, and we cannot stop that. You know, uh, unless somebody calls us. But even still, they doing that so fast, we can't be uh we can't be everywhere at once. So for for him to to try to magnified that they're taking their time to deal with this little boy for a three dollar bag of chips uh is bs you know they we have a call we have to respond to it and deal with the call no matter no matter what it is then he says that he admits that he stole some stuff before 
and he didn't get the cops called on him that they called his dad and his dad dealt with him and the police was never involved. Well, sir, what that what that is is, is an example of the store owner knowing your father or your family or, or, or enough to where they know, okay, I don't need to call the cops on this little boy. Uh, I'm going to just call his daddy because his daddy will probably give him uh, a way worse punishment than what's going to happen if I call the police. So to to try to use that as an example, who are you trying to fault? You still trying to fault the police that the police were called? How's that even a thing? Like, the, I'm sure the cops didn't choose to be there. Like, oh, I, I just, again, have a sense that I need to be over here because this little kid's still in the bag of chips. And, and then how he said they're hesitant he's hesitant to call the police as a black man well i don't know you i don't know his experiences but if if you feel hesitant to call the police for help because whatever you you seeing everything on the media and you think the police are not there uh to help black folks and only there to uh go against black folks and hurt black folks who else you go call who uh, who, who else we go call you go handle it yourself or, or what you know so people people are quick to say we don't need the police we don't like the police well you go like me when you need me right right and then he said the cops should have talked to them and let them go well sir that's exactly what happened but you know here y'all go just just taking bits and pieces to the story and not doing a full research to see actually what happened and i commented on this youtube page saying that like y'all out here putting out bad information y'all trying to create something that that wasn't even that's not even there to create. And y'all telling half of the story. And I shared them the link with the body cam video showing that they brought the kids home, talked to the dad. The dad talked to them and also even had a conversation with the kid. And then how, I guess, Mr. Isaiah wanted to get into the what if. And he's he's so upset how the cop said, what if he breaks into your house? Speaking about what if the little kid breaks into your house? How he's pegged him as a future criminal. Well, everybody likes to play the what if game, and that's all that was was an example of what if. How would you feel if if he broke into your house? You know, what would you want us to do? How would you feel if you was the store owner and this little kid steals from you day in and day out? How would you feel? That's what that what if was. Uh, and then later on in the video, they talk about how it was several adult male police officers versus this one child. I think I seen maybe four officers. I don't know. They may ride two man units. I don't know nothing about uh about Syracuse police. Uh, they may ride two man units. So there you go. If they ride two man, two units respond. That's four cops right there. Um, maybe a slow day. Maybe you know all all the officers decided. Yeah, let's go over there and manage them. Is them little little Thomas kids again causing uh causing chaos uh in the neighborhood? You know, let's go over there and talk to them. And it's so many things that could happen to why why you have multiple police uh, officers respond to a call. And let me jump into that that conversation. How many cops should respond to a call, folks? We we got to get away for from uh, from trying to put a number from taking taking a situation and then take and then uh, the citizens trying to determine how many cops it should take to handle that situation traffic stop let's go with a traffic stop when you for some reason if they have one person in the car they believe uh most people believe it should be one cop on that traffic stop when they see three cops oh my gosh why they got so many cops for one person uh or 
you know, for this incident? Why they have so many cops for a little eight-year-old boy? Well, clearly you have other people around them now creating a commotion. So now you have to call for more officers uh, to watch your back so you can deal with what you got to do because it's officer safety. Um, and it's so many reasons. I'll give you an example. Uh, we responded to a, a fight one day. Said The caller said they have 20 to 30 people in an apartment complex fighting. So we we uh, we had five people in the area that we work. So you know what? Five showed up. Matter of fact, they had like six or seven actually coming until we got there. And then most of the people dispersed already and realized that uh, we didn't need that many people. So you cannot determine how many officers it takes to handle a situation, whether it's a simple traffic stop, whether it's an, it's a, a burglary alarm, or whether it's a little kid stealing chips because they have so many different variables that plays into that. You know, uh, it's all about it's all about safety. The more the more officers we can have on the scene, the better out the better uh, the better outcome it is it is for us. You know, I mean that's that's what it's about giving us the advantage um, in in these in these type of situations. So save y'all, Brett, of arguing. Well, why it took so many cops uh, to handle this? Why it took so many cops for this one person? Why it took so many cops for this? It, it we. I was about to say we don't have a set number of officers to respond to certain calls. Yes, we do. You know, some calls that we go on, for sure, you, you at least have two officers respond. Um, but some calls you can handle, you know, a noise complaint. I, I can handle that by myself. Um, but we still get dispatched two officers to go handle that uh, because, man, it's, it's, it's 2022. The war on police is real. And we see it happen where, where officers, where officers, um, you know, getting shot and getting shot and killed for way less than a noise complaint. Um, so back going, going back into, to that, that news story. Then they said, uh, what if he was white? Well, here we go with the, what if game you got mad, uh, when the officer said, what if he was breaking into your house, but now you want to use the, what if, well, what if he was white? Uh, they wouldn't have treated him like this. They wouldn't have even done him like this. They wouldn't have put him in the back of the cop car. They wouldn't have done. Well, what if? You know, we can't play what if games because we won't know until that that day comes where that what if becomes the reality of a situation. Then we'll handle that how we have to handle that. But we can't keep playing the what if game. Uh, and then lastly, they they talked about how they see him as a threat because he's a black man. He's black, so he's a threat now. You don't know how these officers take taking, you know, taking him. Obviously, an eight-year-old can be a threat. Depends on what circumstance you're looking at. But for that incident, no. I'm sure that these officers took that very lightly. Obviously, they just brought him home, you know, over a bag of chips. So to say they took him as a threat, like that that was that was stretching. And and that's what we always get into. Like people start start trying to stretch these starts trying to stretch these incidents to make it way more than what it is and then all is just become uh just to become a, a viral a viral topic um you know the the next viral thing to close this out I want to bring up an incident and just kind of just talking about the kids deals and and this kind of struck me uh in my area riding through an apartment complex see some kids playing basketball uh you know in the parking lot get out take a couple of 
take a couple of jumpers with them, uh, you know, talking to the little kids. And these kids, like, less than 10, so hand out some little police badge stickers and stuff. Uh, and a couple of little girls came up to me and was like, you know, asked me some questions or whatever. And then one little girl said, officer, you need to watch, you know, the dude over there described one of the little boys that was kind of off in the uh, off in the way. Uh, he know he usually has a gun with him. The other day he had a gun, this and this. And then just like another little kid, this kid probably like eleven, comes up to those little girls and like, oh, who y'all snitching on? Y'all snitching? And I'm like, what? You don't know it. Nobody snitching one. But the fact that you even came over here talking about snitching, like really. Like what you know about snitching? Like where you where you even got that from snitching? But now you, you see how kids at an early age already has that instilled in them snitching. Like not tattletelling, but snitching. Like that's that bothered me so bad. Snitching, but that's that's what we dealing with, man. That's what we dealing with. Uh, especially when I was in Louisiana, I, I realized that most of these like crimes, stealing cars, shootings and stuff, man, that was, these were kids, kids doing this stuff. Um, so start landing this plane, man. Uh, all in all, I just wanted to highlight this, this incident because it, like I said, lately incidents involving kids, you know, or teenagers and, and law enforcement, it always been an emphasis on the age, you know, oh, well, they only this old and they shouldn't have been handled like that. Or they only, uh, you know, this size and they shouldn't have been handled like that. The 16 year old uh, from Ohio who got shot uh, trying to stab the girl. People didn't believe she should have got shot. So, all right. So the other girl deserved to get stabbed because she was uh, because the, the the chick who got shot was 16. Like what? Like what sense does that make? Like at what point will we allow law enforcement to do their job uh, without being under scrutiny. Now, I'm not saying you, you can't criticize us because, yeah, everybody needs criticism. That's how we learn and grow from constructive criticism. But it, it's a difference between criticizing for growth and betterment and criticizing just to try to have something to, to complain about just because you don't like the police. Not everything uh, law enforcement do is wrong and that's just that's just the reality of it. But if if that's what makes you happy, continue to complain. Uh, the good officers out there will continue to to keep doing outstanding work. And one day the one day everything will be back on. Uh, I guess a, a normal playing field, if we uh, if we'll call it that. So before I get out of here, uh, I wanted to start the episode with this. I kind of jumped ahead of myself. But I just want to take the time and say condolences uh, and prayers to Buffalo, New York, uh, after the mass shooting out there that took place over the weekend. I watched the video, kind of regret watching the video. Uh, the the guy done a live stream on his Twitch account and uh, posted the video. I guess it's some however however that works. But the video uh, was all over social media and it was being shared. I watched the video. It was graphic. Uh, it was it was sickening. It was gut wrenching. Like how they described this little kid uh, being handled. That's how that video was. Like it was it was heart wrenching. Like it was, it was so it was tragic. If if you could handle that stuff, I would just say wh whatever. Watch the video, and you could really see how how uh, hatred in this country and racism uh, is real. It's real. It's an issue. 
we constantly fighting that that battle and this guy clearly had it out for for uh I'm gonna just say colored people, whatever black people, because uh, on the it was pointed out that on the uh, front side of his gun he had wrote the word uh, the N word, but like N I G G E R type deal on there, um, and that's all he shot. Like in the video, he he execute some people, you know, overkill a couple people, and as he moving through the store, he finds a cashier laying on the floor. Uh, who begged him for his life no please please no 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 and he saw it was a person not of color and he apologized to the man and said i'm sorry i'm sorry and turned the other way and then the video ended i'm like you know so it's it's sad man it's sad that's 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 what's happening uh in our country in 2022 uh so again prayers condolences to uh the city uh and all the the families and loved ones of the the victims who who lost their life in that tragic incident that was just a blindside of they were just blindsided like just people was loading their groceries in their car and didn't even see it coming and it's just it's just sad uh so with that being said ladies and gentlemen we're going to wrap it up uh thank you for tuning in make sure you follow the social media pages at speak.on uh dot it underscore podcast on facebook instagram like and share those pages greatly appreciate it and before i get out of here i'm gonna leave you with the message of the day and that message is nothing in life happened to you it's happened for you every disappointment every wrong even every closed door has helped make you into who you are And that is all, folks, for today's episode on the youth.